Hey everybody, welcome back uh, for episode two, guys. It's Matthew here with Rooted Group. Once again, I do communications for Rooted, um, <clears throat> meaning I get to talk to a little bit of everybody, right? Uh, and it's a lot of fun, um, but I'm able to get some very unique experience um, and just understanding of kind of the way things work. So from all different perspectives, uh, trying to share it now with everybody here via the podcast. Um, so, you know, hope you guys enjoy uh, episode one was great. We talked about uh, what stemmed, uh, where the illegal market stemmed from and kind of went into some of the history and stuff like that. Um, that definitely is also a topic that we could go into for a long time. We'll, we'll touch base on it again later. Um, so today's topic, we are talking about social equity. Um, social equity is a very, very complex problem. Right. And um, I figured first we would start off by um, talking about what it is. Right. And then kind of going into the benefits, um, the negative consequences and and different things like that. Um, So social equity, what it is, um, it's basically uh, the government's way of trying to give opportunity to those who have been um, affected disproportionately disproportionately. Um, so there's certain criterias that need to be met in order to qualify for social equity. Um, that includes everything from um, having prior convictions for cannabis um, sales or possession. Uh, that includes being um, living in a neighborhood that uh, has been affected, right, more so by police and policing. Um, and just different, uh, also a certain amount of money, how much money you make and stuff like that. So I think overall, it's an incredible system. Uh, I think the idea is, is very good, right? It's incredible. It's something that we need, um, 100% because we got to try and make things right. Uh, especially for those who have been affected, um, of course, more than others from cannabis. So, uh, social equity is a great thing. And we've seen a lot of good benefits from, and I think more than anything, the, the best part of it is the fact that the government is recognizing the bad that they've done in this specific topic, right? Cannabis. So the government is now saying we've made mistakes, right? We want to own up to the mistakes and we want to then start making it right moving forward, which, which I think is beautiful, um, and and we all need to we all need to recognize that that is the intent, right? That they're doing. Um, and I think if we understand that, then we could kind of figure out maybe better ways that that they could implement it, right? Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later in this episode. But I think more than anything, it's under, to, to understand, guys. I've heard a lot of negative things about social equity, um, which I think it's a very bad system. But I think it's a very beautiful concept, and I think it's something that we need. So. Um, that is what social equity is, and that's kind of why it, it has come about. Um, of course, uh, I believe every city kind of has their own definition, um, but nonetheless, it's it's basically to make right what has been wronged. So we just went over kind of the criteria that, that um, I guess, makes you qualify for social equity. But what the system is, is there's a lot of different things based on the city that it is. Um, but pretty much they all have the same premise, right? It's to um it's to make running a cannabis business easier 
right? So that is no application fee, right? Or a reduced application fee for a social equity applicant. That is um, some cities have incubator programs to where someone who is going to get a license, a general applicant, right, could then link up with a social applicant, right, social equity applicant, and they could get a facility together and they both get a license, right? Um, as long as, you know, certain criteria is met, like, you know, I believe Oakland has that. Uh, the, from my knowledge, they kind of have the best program in the state. And what it is, is uh, one of the things is it's like you have to give them at least 1,000 square feet, right? And you have to, as the general applicant, you have to give them at least the social equity applicant at least 1,000 square feet of your facility. You have to um, pay, uh, I think it's rent free for three years or something like that. Who gives, who gives them that? Uh, the general applicant. So, so there's two different applicants when applying for a license, right, on cities that allow, that have social equity programs. There's a general applicant, which is... Um, Basically, anyone. So I technically would be a general applicant, mm-hmm. right? Some members of the team would, would be social ap- uh, social equity applicants. But um, so a general applicant is someone who has not been adversely affected by cannabis, right? It, cannabis illegalization, if you will, right? So <clears throat> someone who's been convicted for possession, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So... What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was saying like, who, like what? Who is giving them this square footage? Who is? Ooh, yeah. yeah. So it would be it would be the general applicant, right? So in in the case of this, right? And remember, every every social equity program is different based on the city. Mm-hmm. But for example, I know Oakland has the the incubator set up as well, to where um, a general applicant, right? For example, myself. I have not been convicted of possession or selling or anything like that, right? When I apply for a license, I'm put in a general applicant area, right? Then let's say if you, Skylar, have been arrested for cannabis um, possession, you would then get in, uh, in in the city of Oakland. You would then be a social equity applicant. You qualify. So basically, they have an online system to where we could link up, right? And like make sure we ha- we're interested in the same things. So you are options. applying to host... For the social equity applicant. Exactly. And what that does is that gets you your license faster. So the benefit to you is just getting a license faster. Exactly. Yep. You get, you get kind of pushed ahead. Mm-hmm. Right? Is so. There, is there cons to you being a general applicant? Um, I guess besides dealing with yeah, a social equity uh, applicant? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. Depending upon the city... I would I would answer the question yes because depending upon the city they're almost it's almost frowned upon if you're a general applicant like it's very very bizarre are you are you getting like tax breaks or something like that <clears throat> by hosting someone in your facility you said you're giving them a no. thousand square feet yeah no all the only benefit is getting that license sooner yeah which well you think about it right two years rather than. You know, six months or I three. Understand, four but months I have to give someone a thousand square feet of my yeah, that's, facility. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> well, what you think about the city of Oakland, right? Most licenses are less than a thousand square feet of space. Yeah, so I don't. It's kind of interesting the way the way that works. But um, other than cultivation, you know, it's pretty small. Yeah. yeah, I've been in a lot of facilities that like it's 
it's like 200 square feet and they have the you know the marked off cannabis you know um secure area that's a harry potter closet right there. <laughs> yeah it really is yeah and so the the space though it's just literally a gate and like they say this is the secured space you know where the cannabis is stored you can't fit any no. you can fit a few cases that's it it's kind of funny the way they do that but um but i get it at the end of the day you got to do what you got to do to operate so um yeah um so yeah the systems though they the unfortunate thing too on the social equity side right is that a lot of these social equity applicants they kind of get screwed over right um and like to be honest i don't necessarily think it's the fault of the incubator either most of the time uh the reason being as a business right right let's just call it what it is it's a business right you need to do what you need to do to, to be successful right and you don't want someone else's operation to hinder yours, right? So therefore, you don't let it, right? Um, and so there's a lot of stories. Uh, you go online. It's kind of crazy. Some of the stuff, there's some real wrongdoings done by uh, general applicants to that or incubators, if you will, big companies uh, that incubate You know, several different people to get all these different licenses. Um, they incubate, but then they really do nothing for then the uh, social equity applicant. Right, so they, they meet the minimum requirement, but then they they don't help out in other ways, right? And they don't which they is, don't which is perfectly legal. Which is perfectly legal. Mm-hmm. They're just doing what it takes to get the license. Then after that, they, they literally don't want nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Yep, you come in from this time to this time. Like it's a business. You, should be able to go, you get what I mean? Just different. All these different scenarios pop up. It's really crazy. Um, Which, as a social equity applicant, there's no way you could predict that kind of behavior from your from your incubator. There's no way, no, no. But also, you think about it from an incubator standpoint as well, right? To play devil's advocate here, but you don't want to have to run someone else's business, um, <clears throat> and I think that's where like a lot of them, the social act, uh, social equity applicants, are, are having a hard time. Right, because yes, they were able to get legal easier, but they were not able to run their business easier. Question: right? Are those when hosting a social equity applicant, mm-hmm. are you a competitor with them? Technically, you could their be. success could be hindering your success. Yeah, that could be a factor. Yeah, that's if you have that mindset, right? Where in the first episode we went, no, you band together. That's the culture. You fight. You fight the black market you don't fight anyone in the illegal market but yeah the culture of the industry is very much yes no i'm going after you yeah yeah it's it's very it's very uh i think education is a good word it's a very uneducated way of doing business yeah yeah no so uh and and then the biggest even bigger problem right i'm telling you this there's layers to this the even bigger problem is let's just say for the city of oakland and i bring up oakland maybe because i'm i'm most familiar um with it i know palm springs i've talked to to some of the <clears throat> some of the uh staff there in the city and uh they're putting together a really good really good social equity program um, stuff that we've been able to kind of give our two cents in how they how they set that up. So it's pretty cool um, to see what they're doing, but they're really overall modeling it around the Oakland social equity setup and making it better, um, which I think is always a good thing, right? You take you take what already exists and make it better. So 
Um, but one of the things that Oakland did, right? And like, like I said, there's layers to this. Oakland says, yeah, you could be a social equity applicant, but you cannot. So in, in cannabis licenses, you can't transfer the license. It's the same owner no matter what, right? So it's very, very technical in how you actually have to sell a license to somebody. That's a whole nother episode in of itself, right? Uh, and we've had to deal with that a lot and it's very frustrating. But um, one of the things that the city of Oakland uh, said is that social equity applicants, right, even if you kind of do this workaround, you cannot sell it. You have to, the social equity applicant needs to be on the license no matter what, right? So you have these social equity applicants that are not making it, right? That got a really good deal on a license, that all these different things. And they're now, they're not able to, to make it in the industry because of how hard it is, which is kind of some of the stuff we talked about on the first episode, right? Which is something you, you deal with at Rooted, correct? That's exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of make that process way easier, mm-hmm. right? We do the entire back end, the whole infrastructure of your business. So you can then just focus on what you did before, because <laughs> making sales. Because also being a social equity applicant, you're not necessarily always someone who reads the entire law and all that stuff in order to yeah correct. yeah you think of, yeah you think about kind of the, the average social equity applicant of course you can't generalize it of course. but the average social equity applicant right has has been arrested several times right um, has uh, lives in a bad area right and, and it's I'm not saying it's the fault of theirs whatsoever I'm just saying that's there's other stuff that comes that's with who, that. That's what the application is for. It's Ex- for people of yeah. that, you know, like yeah. whoever it is. Who have been treated unfairly for from the system, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so so the social equity applicant, which what I'll get into later in this episode, um, they need help operating. They don't need help getting licensed, right? Well, of course, we all need help getting licensed, not just social equity applicants. But it's really how you could help a social equity applicant is – getting them, uh, helping them operate their business. A question that I would propose would be, why wouldn't the system set you up for success? In the sense of, why wouldn't they provide like a... uh, uh, Like consultant. Exactly. Why wouldn't they provide someone who's in like a good consulting position to like lead the way? You know what I'm saying? I think I think because then the government needs to be held more accountable, yeah. right? Because if then that that let's say whoever they then you know uh, whoever they then you know promote or company they decide to choose to help, right? Um, if then the social equity social equity applicant doesn't make it, it's the city's fault, right? Which to be honest too in business, right? Like if you can't make it, you can't make it. Right, we shouldn't feel bad for you. We should like it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it, it works, right? The best ones always win, and typically the best ones with the best systems. That's how it works, right? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's making a street side taco stand into a a, a brick and mortar location. Exactly. It's how big, do you expect them to understand any of the background? Exactly. It's a totally different game, and so. Um, yeah, but like I was talking about earlier, Oakland, right? They say uh, you can't sell it, right? Can't sell the license. Mm-hmm. So then these social equity applicants are no longer in business because they can't do anything. But if they're not even now able to sell the business, right? To make something off of it, yeah. to get something back from it. Why don't they allow you to do that? Uh, I think because of the advantages that they have, 
right? So the advantage you have in getting licensed, they're saying, well, no, it's you now. But like at the end of the day, if you can't make it, you can't make it, right? Give them an out. Just like a general applicant has an out, right? They just sell it, yeah. you know? They sell it. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very kind of complex issue there. Um, but um, once again, there it's... I think, right, though, we're kind of touching on a lot of the, the negative consequences, of course, of, of social equity, right? I think it's important to know it, it's for a good reason, right? And I think it's a, it's a great thing. It just needs – you need to focus on something different, right? Whereas maybe instead of the whole – think about this, right? This would really help them, right? Don't tie them to any kind of general applicant, for example, right, in terms of an incubator standpoint. The reason being, right, why is the general applicant going to help you more than they have to to operate their business? They're not going to, nor should they, right? Instead, what they need to do, right, is they just need to make it easier to even get licensed, right? That's what they need to do. They need to make it easier to, if you're willing to follow our rules, right, and that's what we believe here at Rudy Group, if you want to be legal, right, which not everyone wants to. It's important to note that. But if you want to be legal, you should have that ability too, just like anything else. Um, and so make that process easier. Why am I paying rent, right, for a property, 3x rent for a property, while you're waiting to process my paperwork and do inspections on the facility? Think about that for a second. Some cities, you wait two years. Some of you are more. Some all these things, right? I think on average, you're about a year and a half, two years, Right? Who could even afford to do that? Why doesn't the city then say, hey, we suck, right? We need to get better, right? We need to, the moment this paper hits our desk, we need to now approach it. Cut that time down to three months. You get what I'm saying? Yep. And if you weren't able to work out with your landlord three months of free rent, then you pay three months. I don't know to tell you, right? But um, yeah, so like you think about it, think about it from just that, the system standpoint and how legalization works. That's how you would help everybody operate, right? That's also another way you could combat the black market. Also, I think. What do you expect them to do for two years? Exactly. How do you expect them to make money? You want to know how most of them are doing it? They're, they're selling illegally. Yeah. Exactly how they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like at a certain point, you can't even be mad at them. Right? Like, don't do it because you're creating the problem. But at the end of the day, everyone got to eat. Mm. So, you know, um, government just needs to do better. That's, that's what I think. So, yeah. And uh, so with that, though, social equity, um, it, it hasn't worked. Right? And, and the state has continued to push funding towards it. I believe we're at like $150 million or something like that that the state has given to cities who have social equity programs. Um, Skylar, can you pull up what cities have social equity programs? I think there's like 10 or something like that. Uh, but check that out real quick while I'm talking. But um, yeah, so, but they've all gone terrible, right? There's, there's been also, once again, there's been a lot of corruption involved. Right. There's just like with just regular general applications as well. Um, they have um, once again, we just went over some of the details on how it's just such a flawed system because you're not helping them operate when operating is the hardest part. Right. It's 100 percent the hardest part. Uh, so many people think that 
the piece of paper in their hand is so valuable, right? Because it sells for so much. Um, what they're not understanding is that that pr- you're selling a product once again for a fifty percent margin, right? So you're you're making more on everything else that you would sell, right? For the most part, that's let's say a non you know what I mean high priced item, right? For for less margin. And you need to now follow all these systems to operate. There's no way, right? So the piece of paper literally means nothing. It just means you can do it legally, right? But if you don't then go out there and make sales and different things, and I'm referring to a retail standpoint because that's really who we help, right? So that's the most experience I have with it is on the retail side. Um, but if you're not doing that, then what? You know what I mean? There's, there's no way you're going to make it. And that's what we're seeing. No one's made it. So. And Even by the on, way, there's there's seven cities that have it. Anyway. Seven cities that have social equity. What are what are those cities? Can you name? Oakland, LA, Oakland, Los Angeles. And Los Angeles, by the way, has been been under investigation several times for the social equity program. But okay. San Francisco. San Francisco is also a bad setup. Sacramento. Sacramento. Okay. Long Beach. I hear Sacramento's good too. Long Beach, bad. Humboldt and Mendocino County. The whole county. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Can you can you read some of like the I guess tabloids or not tabloids, but what the news is saying, kind of about uh, if you go on our website, we have that listed. Uh, yeah. Some of the things it's kind of funny what some of these uh, these news uh, these news outlets are saying about social equity. Uh, when I search the term social equity, by the way, every single article is negative. Every article is negative. There's yeah, yeah. the first 10, 15, I go to the next page and it's still negative. That's kind of funny. So, like, already it has just a negative connotation. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, right off the bat, like, as a negative type of vibe, right off the bat, like, just as an applicant, you're searching what is social equity, and then... Everything's get, bad. Yeah, you get bad stuff right off the bat. <laughs> that's funny. What are, what are they saying? What are they, can you just read the titles? Oh, yeah. I know we put some on our website um, because that's one thing that we um, – almost every single one of our members on the delivery side um, are social equity applicants, mm-hmm. right? That haven't even – that haven't been able to do it or have been screwed over. So, Yeah, right off the bat, the first like three are cannabis industries, equity programs are failing people of color, social equity programs are meant to be right but are coming out wrong. Yeah. Um, San Diego refuses to hop in the social equity game due to illegal, um, due to the illegal cannabis industry. It's, it's basically, yeah, just all things that are <laughs> talking about how social equity is like failed people, basically. Yeah, and then, and then you think about the state's approach to it, right? Um, and once again, guys, I think we we have to think about the good that it's doing right at least the good that it's trying to do right and i think as long as we know that then then we at least feel a little better about it right and just know that they just need to tweak some things instead right but um uh the state just decides to pump money right so you think about it though think about this for a second state we just said it's gone it's about 150 million dollars the state has given to cities to help fund social equity programs right but Right, that hundred fifty million dollars. What if instead you reduce the tax rate? Right, 
you reduce the tax rate. Therefore, the, sex, the, the social equity applicants that are, are operating, right, they're now able to sell the product for less. And, and so would everyone else, right? And then you could actually combat now the black market, right? Because once again, if a social equity applicant is, is at a disadvantage than a general applicant, right, which they are just based on history, right, then – and the general applicant is affected by the black market, right, and cannot operate legit, uh, very well, can't operate that good because of it, right, because they're not able to compete correctly at the price point and stuff like this and efficiency, right, than the black market. What do you think that means for a social equity applicant? Right? Like it's – that's – <laughs> it just compounds the problem, right? To where like they're not looking at the root of the issue, right? With social equity, they're just. I I think it's a great thing, but I think it's it's trying to put you know what I mean a band aid on something, or it's not actually fixing what the real issue is. Of course, you know. What do you think would be the fix to that issue? Um. <clears throat> yeah, I think to go back to, to – I briefly touched base on it, but make it easy, easier to get legal, right? Yeah, you make it easier. You don't require so much capital up front, right? That's one, that's one way you do it, right? Open up the door to competition, right? And if you lose competing, then you lose. Just like any other industry, it doesn't matter, yeah, right? That's the consumer always wins, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, – and that's how we want it. So, and we don't want to mess that even if we are business people, right? Because we understand the benefit that comes from it. And we, we enjoy the competition, right? And so... That's when capitalism actually works. That's when it works. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, to where the system that's set up right now, it's really just monopolies. That's the only way it could do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but you have to help people operate. So, how do you do that? You reduce taxes, Right, you you reduce the amount of restrictions. You know what's funny? I know, uh, for example, Will Demar. Right, they had a law, uh, or they had a little section in their ordinance that said, uh, you of course a retailer could deliver as well, right? But you can't deliver in any city or jurisdiction that does not legalize cannabis, right? Think about that for a second. Will Demar is in Riverside, right, South Riverside. So next to Will Demar, you have like Elsinore. You have Temecula, you have Marietta, you have Menifee, you have a few of these cities. Typically, that area is a nicer area, right? So, <clears throat> with the exception of of some parts of Lake Elsinore. So, Lake Elsinore is the only one who has legal cannabis. Everyone else is illegal. So, you're telling me a population of – can you look up the population of Wildemar? I want to say Lake Elsinore maybe 100,000. But – a population, right, of 36,000 36, people, you're telling me I can't sell to someone outside of that, right, in the nearby area? There's no way. There's no way. Baltimore's like a neighborhood. It's an, yeah. Think about it. That's, that's smaller than probably every neighborhood in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, you get what I mean? There's no – it doesn't make sense. And they're probably legalizing – that because they want more money toward them because they're too small. Yeah, that's exactly what it was actually. Yeah, so it's funny. I actually talked with, with someone there in the city and it's because uh, – it's because they don't have any money yeah. in the city. So they can't do anything. And, and actually the city was very opposed to it. Um, but um, like as in the, the population. 
all but, 20 people that showed up to the meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting that they do that. But you think about just that, that restriction right there, right? How do you expect... What's even the percentage on cannabis consumers of 30,000 people? I don't know, but Wildemar is also typically an older population. Very much so. It's spread out. Yep, it's a very spread out. It's it's not rural, but like, it's not uh, it's you're not stacked on top of each other, right? You typically have big yards, stuff like that. Not a ton of apartment. No, I get no. There's a few. Yeah. You can definitely count them on your hand. So yeah, so you think about just that one restriction alone, what that does. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think I think you need to make it easier to operate, and that starts with with the ordinances, right? Don't restrict them. Allow it just like any other industry, right? And then let the, let the best ones win, right? You're already tracking it through track and trace, through metric. So like, what what more do you really need? I, I don't really get it. So um, <clears throat> yeah, to conclude kind of this episode, guys, I think social equity is a very good thing. I think it's incredible. Uh, I think it's, it's something that we need to recognize that, that the government's doing uh, a good thing, right, for, for us. Um, that being said, we got to make it better, right? They need to make it better. Um, they need to stop, they need to stop imposing these things on general applicants, right? And they need to, uh, actually help them operate their business, right? And, uh, I think you start from the government standpoint, you start by making, reducing the, reducing the amount of lines in the ordinance, right? Why is it a hundred and something pages, right? So, uh, typically, every single day, you would have broken something naturally just through operating, um, even if you're operating everything as good as you can. So I think uh, you got to ease the restrictions. And I also think you need to band together, right? Um, just like kind of what we're doing, right, at Rudy Group. We are really starting to focus heavy on not just getting people legal, but keeping people legal, right? Keeping people operating. Um, and we do so by helping them with the back end, right? So you just, you worry about selling, we worry about now creating product profiles, um, all the metric work, um, all the payroll stuff, um, ordering product brands, right? Brands are very, very exclusive, uh, some of which won't even answer a call. So um, I think if we just band together, then social equity naturally helps itself as well as taking advantage of some of these services that, for example, we offer and maybe some other people, so yeah. Thanks, guys, for uh, listening to me. Just ramble, as always. Uh, appreciate the love and support. And uh, look forward to seeing you guys in the next, next episode. Peace.